prosecution outlined how accounting practices what fuck? What? did not What kind of likeness is that? If they were great artists, they'd be in a museum. I'm fucking fodder for cartoonists now. America's number one comics podcast, Gutter Boys, episode 61. Uh, Gutter Boys is a small press comics podcast about the ins, the outs, the highs, and the very deep, endless lows of making comics. I'm your host, JB, with my co-host, Cam. On this episode, we're joined by longtime friend of the show, Blake Sims. Finally. Finally. Uh, creator of uh, many loved books, including Logar, Melon Man. Retro Jam Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Retro Jam Wrestling. Was in almost right. every yeah. issue a screw job. Blake's a machine mm-hmm. has been making comics mm-hmm. since he was a senior in high school and has probably released, I'm not even lying when I say this, probably over 50 mini comics. More recently, though, Sicko Hunter and Logar. Yeah, well, Sicko Hunter's not out yet. Yeah, right, 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 right. But it will be soon. Uh, Blake's putting final touches on the second book. And uh, I don't know if he's going to do them all as one or uh, just go ahead and release the first one and then the second right after. But I know it's coming soon, folks. Yeah, we discuss all of that in this interview with him, which was done while we were all at Hawking Hills. I think we got like, what, three more of these interviews There's, done in Hawking Hills after this one? Uh, Emmy, Nate, and Alex Knoll, I believe. That would be three. So, okay. yeah. Uh, but what we're planning on doing is only airing one of those a month and then doing a new interview once a month as well. So, so uh, it's going to be stretched out over the next couple months. So Yeah. So if you were sick of hearing about Hawking Hills, too bad. Yeah. Because uh, that's going to go on for... Until the new year, baby. And then... Until, uh, well into the new year. Yeah. But, you know, they are good interviews. Uh, this one's a really good interview. So good, JB fell asleep during it. Uh, I don't know if you left yep. that in the episode. Really I did. woke you up. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't, uh, don't start day drinking yeah, was... if you're going to do an interview, I found. Yeah. Blake was also... Had the unfortunate placement of being our third interview of the day back to back i think something like that so yeah 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 we were pretty pretty worn out by then but you know hey what can you do blake was on the show now he'll be back so yeah uh real quick let's take care of some business um it was supposed to be announced last episode but honestly i forgot we said that we were running a contest to win a copy of sean knickerbocker's book rust belt not Rust Belt Review, but he had done a mini comic called Rust Belt, and this is the collected edition from uh, Secret Acres Printing. I have an extra copy here, and uh, I do want to just go ahead and read the list of you all that did purchase the book. And this is completely random. I'm looking at this website right now, wheelofnames.com, and I have the names typed in this order. Just going to shout you all out real quick. The contest was to order Rust Belt Review 3 and use promo code GUTTER. You got $2 off and supported some really cool cartoonists. So real quick, uh, Jason Gott, Ryan Brosmer, Ryan Cyril, William Bozell. Shut up, Billy. Don't use your government name. Derek Shoemaker, Thomas Campbell, David Caldwell, Scott Reniker, Jeff Hunt, David Cavan, Brent Pample, Philip Myra, Reed Chancellor, Cameron Hathaway, Mary Shine, Jay Griffith, David Luzinecki, C. Ryan Patterson, 
Blake Chamness, Mason Bride, and Vince Vert. So shout out to you all for buying a really good comic and for using our promo code. I'm going to go ahead and spend this now, and the winner is going to win a copy of Rust Belt. So if you do win, make sure to DM our Gutter Boys account, please. And we have a winner, Reed Chancellor, in real time. So Reed, hit us up on Instagram, at Gutter Boys Pod. DM us your address so we can get you a copy of Sean's book. Very nice. We also forgot to follow up on another thing that we're doing, and that is the uh, Gainesville Books for Prisoners book drive. So that is still going on. There's a couple of ways that you can help out. You can donate directly to the organization. $20 will send six books to prisoners. Uh, This money will also be used to help with shipping costs to send these books over to these different prisons. PayPal link, it is at GNVB2P. Again, that's at GNVB2P, and uh, that way you can uh, donate directly using PayPal, and again, all that money will go towards uh, shipping costs, purchasing of books, uh, gas, etc., all the stuff that's needed in order to make this thing go. Uh, now, these are all Florida state-based prisons. If you want to help other book drives based in other states for their prisons run in their states, you can do that too, but this one is specifically for Florida, so just keep that in mind. You can also mail your books directly to the organization. Their address, which is located inside the CMC, the Civic Media Center, uh, which is a nonprofit, grassroots-funded library and organizing space based out of Gainesville, Florida. Their address is 433 South Main Street in Gainesville, Florida, 32601. Uh, Make sure to address those books to Books to Prisoners to make sure that those go to the right place. Uh, There are a couple of rules, obviously, relating to what kind of books can be sent in and what will be accepted by the state. Uh, No hardcovers, no spiral or staple binding. That includes any special binding. Uh, No nudity, which is unfortunate, but hey, state of Florida. And uh, any and all prisons or jails inside the state of Florida will also be sent to Puerto Rico as well. Prisoners that write to the organization are constantly requesting genre books, and uh, this includes comics. Comics is something that they just don't really get a whole lot of. And again, this is all volunteer run. No one makes any money off of this. The people that pack up and ship these books, the people that mail in their books or donate their books, again, all 100% volunteer run. So, no one's making a dime off of this. If you are not comfortable with mailing those books to the CMC and you'd rather mail them to us so that we can send them to the CMC directly, you can do that too. Just send us a DM. But uh, obviously, it's probably easier if you just mail it to them directly. Uh, And this is ongoing. So this is not like a specific one-time event. Uh, Obviously, the holidays are coming up. So uh, there will likely be uh, an increase in need for volume. Uh, And again, comics. You can send stuff that aren't comics, that's fine too, but uh, they are constantly getting requests for comics. Uh, It's something that uh, they just don't really receive a whole lot of for some reason. So, big shout out to my friend Kimber out in Gainesville, who's sort of leading this organization. Hell yeah. This is a uh, Gainesville chapter of Books to Prisoners that was, for a short time, inactive. And so, thanks to Kimber and their friends, they were able to uh, reinvigorate that chapter. And now it's, uh, you know, they're, they're running on all cylinders over there. So, big shout out to them. They're doing doing great work. Uh, No incentivizing of this. It's just if you have books that you're not reading anymore, hey, this is is the best way to get rid of them. Uh, It'll go to a good cause and it'll go to people that will actually read and enjoy them. Uh, okay, what else do we have? Uh, to be completely honest, I came unprepared, but what else is new? Not too much news. Uh, there was like the DC fandom thing. Um, whatever. 
I saw the Batman trailer. It looks like a Batman movie. Yeah. What else was, I mean, I didn't really, I just saw it pop up, but I didn't really see anything specific about it. Yeah. It just, I mean, a lot of people were stoked about it, but I don't know, man. All these movies look the same to me. Like it looked like John Wick and Batman at the same time, you know, so I can't, I don't really have much to offer. I mean, you know, if you're excited about it, cool. I'll end up seeing it, of course, but I mean, like I didn't nut my pants over the trailer. I'm excited to see Colin Farrell in a fat suit. Yeah. That's pretty sick, to be (laughs) honest. Um, He was pretty unrecognizable, like, which was cool. And, you know, to be honest, like just off the trailer, like there's not too much Robert Pattinson in it. He looks a little emo, like emo Batman because they left his hair a little long. And uh, what? Oh, I got like Val Kilmer vibes of him in the suit. Like doesn't really look like he'd be like he's a pretty bruce wayne yeah i can see that yeah yeah so that's that's kind of the vibes that i got but uh nothing really constructive to add to that outside of i will see it probably won't go to the theater new halloween came out i still haven't watched that oh yeah says that uh michael myers is the new deathmatch champion (laughs) so yeah man Uh, i'm surprised he didn't call in an airstrike because he had a pretty solid kill streak going in that movie hell yeah i'm I'm, we're supposed to watch it tonight but we'll see what's up with that spoiler alerts it's not very good (laughs) yeah that's what i've that's what i've seen and honestly (laughs) what's really crazy is it seems like everybody hates many saints of newark like the trailers the podcasters i respect they all hate it so um it really sucks to be on the wrong side of history. Well, you but, know, I don't you know. respect those podcasters, but uh, yeah, they did. I mean, to be fair, it's a it's a divisive movie because um, you know it is based on an existing property. Right, right. I, I don't know. Like, I I went in not really thinking that way. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really want to attach it to because I don't think David Chase really went into it thinking, oh, this has to be like a prequel to Sopranos. Like, I think it was just no. This is a mob story that takes place in New Jersey and it happens to be in the same kind of world. Yeah. We do plan on uh, following up and doing an episode with the Mexican Tayo boys. I think that's going to end up on our Patreon, though. But uh, we need to do a comic-centric episode this month, so it'll probably be next month, just because we did a toy one last month. Uh, speaking of Patreon, patreon.com forward slash gutter boys. <laughs> <laughs> did people like the episode? I didn't really see any feedback uh, about people it. People seem to really like it. Yeah, they, they really seem to like it. It got uploaded with just my audio, so they were clowning for like a few hours oh, while yeah, you that's were right. asleep. For, yeah, for some reason, Patreon does this thing where every once in a while, if you upload audio it won't upload it properly either it will not upload at all so like when it goes to post it's just dead air or it's just like clips of it so i don't know what's going on with that i don't really know i haven't contacted patreon about it because i'm lazy yeah and it's uh, just easier to just re-upload the thing than go through all the trouble of fucking with somebody right yeah i'm just saying if they're taking a cut of our money they should at least have a fucking working website that's true actually yeah that's true that's fair so, yeah, uh, not too much uh, going on. Personally, I'm finishing up a uh, let's talk about what we're working on real quick. I'm finishing up this week a uh, strip that's going to be printed in France as a Cowboy Hank uh, tribute that uh, Jan from uh, Zine Panique is putting out. Uh, Jan listens to the show. So what up, Jan? Asked me to contribute. I know, uh, you know, previous guests and friends of the show, Nate Garcia, Jasper Jubinville, Evan Salazar and Alex Nall are in it. I'm sure there's tons of other talent, but it's just uh, I think Hank might be having an anniversary this year or something. So uh, I got asked to contribute to Paige and so did a lot of other people. So I'm sure I'll announce that sooner or later. And then also, um, <laughs> we still haven't decided on a charity yet. However, we're going to this week by the time it goes up on sale. In a couple days, a Halloween anthology that I quote unquote edited. I didn't really do much editing. I just, you know, threw in the discord that, hey, if you guys want to do a Halloween zine, let me know. And we have over 20 contributors and it's uh, 52 pages with a mini comic in the binding, like actually incorporated into the book. All the proceeds go to charity. No one's making any profits off 
this. So just keep your eyes on our social media and my personal social media if you want to get a copy of that. All copies will be shipped out before Halloween so you can enjoy it during this season. Awesome. So I haven't really been working a whole lot on comics. I took a brief break on making comics, mostly because uh, after all the Devo stuff and then doing all the layouts and pencils for the Gutter Magazine story, I started to get a little burned out. So I took a brief break. Uh, The last thing that I did recently, though, was help out uh, our buddy Mark Koprinirov. He's uh, working on an ash can for the new Beef Jams book. Uh, so, he needed help with layouts and, you know, getting it print ready and, and doing a uh, intro page and all that stuff. So, I helped him out with that. So, big shout out to Mark. Uh, he's doing some great work. I'm really excited for the new Beef Jams book. So, is this Ashcan just a preview of that? Yeah, it includes three stories in it. Uh, my story, one by Buster Moody, another by Feral Darrymple. So, uh, that one's uh, going to be coming out sometime soon. I'm sure Mark will be blasting it on social media when it's ready and we will uh, do the same as well. Yeah, and Mark's debut as a cartoonist is in that Halloween anthology. Uh, so, pick it up. Yeah, so I think that's about it. Uh, so, we might as well just uh, get into the interview with uh, our boy Blake. Yes, and uh, shout outs. I promise you all, if you have sent us stuff, we have it. I promise. I know I said this last episode, but I promise we will get around to it next episode. Just no, been a won't. little... No, we really will. It's been a little hectic over here. I still got to send JB last month's package of books and everything. So, uh, we didn't forget about you. Also, I will be posting them as well. Just been a little crazy here uh, working on shit. And uh, I know it's so hard to shout you all out, but I don't want to shout out your books if I haven't read them. So, I just want to have something to say about them so that we'll return next episode. Cool. All right. So, we're going to take a quick break and when we return, we'll be joined by uh, Bowling Green Sweet Boy, Blake Sims. So, stick around. Oh, man. (laughs) We'll be right back. Rust Belt Review is a quarterly comics lit magazine featuring serialized and short form comics from some of the most exciting cartoonists in the small press scene today. Volume 1 features work from Gutter alums M.S. Harkness, Audra Stang, and Caleb Arecchio, along with work by Andrew Greenstone, Sean Knickerbocker, and Juan Jose Fernandez. You can order your copy of Rust Belt Review today by going to rustbeltreview.org. Enter in promo code GUTTER to receive two bucks off your order. Again, that website is rustbeltreview.org. Promo code GUTTER. Floodland brings together a series of personal and natural disasters featured in comics by Australian cartoonist and cult hero Jonathan McBurney. Beginning with the protagonist's chronic illness, it relates a long period of bizarre artistic practices, awkward art school relationships, the brutal reality of the 9-to-5 grind of the submerging artist, and culminates in the massive flood in his hometown. The peripheral characters whose lives orbit the same places and occasionally overlap through mundane circumstances include Batskiat, an artist-come-superhero whose successes are vastly out of proportion with his talents, Picasso Minotaur, a brawny beefcake sculptor with fire in his belly and hate in his heart, and Kirby Kelly, a hapless and constantly flummoxed experiment gone wrong. Floodland is a 96-page hardcover available from ArgleBargleBooks.com. Check out JonathanMcBurney.com and King underscore of underscore nails on Instagram for more beefcake, wrestling, and existential conundrums. Ready for a scare? You must meet Crypt Keeper! Greetings, Frank Crypt Keeper! to offer your fiends something cold and wet. Yes, I think that's exactly what our little fiends need. Crypt Keeper, you're the host with the most. 
The most rotting flesh that is! Twelve-inch talking cribskeeper! From Ace! Now, back to our program. Welcome back. Thanks for rolling into the Gutter Boys Station. Today in the studio, long-anticipated guest, Blake Sims. Yes. So finally glad. here. So glad up, to finally everybody? have you on, How Blake. Y'all? How's it going? Good, man. Nothing but love. Peace and yeah, love peace here. Peace and love. Peace hey, and love hey, here. Yeah, it's all peace and love. It's all peace and love to my homies. Let's go ahead and uh, start it off. If uh, you're a Gutter Boys Patreon uh, subscriber, Ramon Villalobos said some very unkind things about you on the Patreon. What is your response to this? Hey, well, first off, to Ramon, peace and love. It's all peace and love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, I know what you said. I won't forget it. And I'll uh, I'll come when you know when you least expect it. With a gun, know. you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You know. We'll My see. man's packed. We'll see. Strapped. You know, but yeah, one day, one day I'll, I'll have my revenge. Yeah, so Ramon, you hear that? But peace and love. Peace and love. Peace Look and over love. your shoulder, bitch. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for folks who maybe haven't listened to an episode before, we always talk about our boy Blake, creator of Logor, Melon Man, uh, his recent book, which is currently uh, going to have a sequel soon. Uh, <laughs> Even though the first one's not out yet. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, f- fuck. What's it called? Sicko Hunter. Sicko Hunter. Thank yeah, you. Sicko Hunter. Yeah. yeah, Sicko Hunter. A uh, beautiful, beautiful book, basically reigniting my love for Punisher. <laughs> and I really, really appreciate that, Blake. Everybody loves Guy. He's great. Uh, yeah. All political spectrums. So let's talk about Sicko Hunter. I want to talk, you know, with you. I mean, I kind of know your story, but we're going to tell the listeners. Um, I do want to talk about Sicko Hunter, which is the Mm. new project up front, just so that way if this goes off the rails, we get the important (laughs) shit out of the way first. So you've been working on it for the past, what, two years? A little bit before the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken? Or was it during the pandemic? It was like right as the pandemic started. Yeah, I I guess I had an idea of... uh just drawing like a single like fake cover that would be like you know marvel's the punisher basically uh solving the pizzagate conspiracy and it was just like a fake cover and it was like oh that was kind of just a, a lark and kind of dumb but funny and then immediately after i was like oh it'd be cool if uh the punisher killed jeffrey epstein and uh just kind of went from there and i did like seven pages that was just like a spoof or whatever and then for a month later, all I could think about was making that into an actual book. But obviously, you know, I can't use the Punisher, so that's where the Sicko Hunter came in. And um, the second one is about to be done. Do you plan on releasing them both at once, or are you going to split them up? I think I'm going to stagger it a little bit. Um, I'm hoping to have the first one actually out by the end of the year, and then maybe, you know, first of next year, maybe, um, in spring, maybe, somewhere around there. Because I'm, I'm not finished drawing it yet, and I'll have to do coloring and everything else. So, yeah. My man, stay drawing. Yeah, we always say Blake's a machine, but I mean, for real. How many pages have you cranked out since being here already? Like four or five? Uh, Yeah, four or five, yeah. Fuck that. 
And that's in like four hours of work time, people. We're not getting shit. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. What you're listening to right now is the work so mm-hmm. far. <laughs> um, you can look at MS Harkness's feed and it looks like we're all working, but I assure you that gutter boys and the gutter gang are not working. <laughs> <laughs> working hard to give you content, folks. That's what we're that's doing. Right. Just that's living right. in the woods. Seeing what happens. Um, Riding the train. Choo-choo. All right. So you've been doing comics since what? Fuck. 2004, 2005, if not before that? Um, Yeah. There was like a few that I made when I was like early in high school that I got my mom to use her office like copy machine to like make like one version of. And yeah, I was like maybe like 14. And then I guess when I was like. 17 was when I started like actually printing like little minis and trading them with people I met online and you know stuff like that but yes and since about then like pretty non-stop maybe Literally. not well I mean sometimes yeah uh, <laughs> yeah but yeah I mean and then you know here in the last few years that's when I've really like had started going to shows and like selling more stuff online other than just like handing it out to random people I knew that you know lived in town or whatever yeah well i've been collecting your stuff because i've known you since like i don't know 2012 2013 it all runs together 2014 yeah. something like that yeah um, somewhere around there but um i've been getting minis from you and i i don't even have like i don't even think half of it and i've got over 20 of your comics <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and I, yeah i have a friend that i grew up with joe he um he sent me a picture out of the blue one day and it had like stuff that i'd made in high school and right after high school that i haven't seen and I mean, that's been 15 years ago now, and it was like, oh, shit. You didn't keep personal copies or anything? I I probably do somewhere, like, tucked away in some, like, dark cabinet that I just never go to. But, yeah, not not, there's some that I, like, just haven't seen in years, yeah. Well, I know, you know, you grew up also, you're about our age, so you grew up with the Spinner Rack experience, and then Bowling Green has a comic store. When did you first get into comics, and, you know, what brought you to the dance? I guess my, my brother is uh, like six years older than I am, and uh, he had just a few random ones. But then in, I was born in 87, so in 92, I was five, and that was like first few image titles around that period that he was getting. So I remember looking at those a lot and then just like the random superhero books he had around. And then, yeah, when I got a little bit older, I was able actually to go to the comic store and like look for things that i wanted which is like you know spider-man yeah whatever superhero x-men of lady course. death hey, well you know hey i would like take a peek at those and, like yeah like there's no way my mom was gonna buy those but yeah uh, yeah so what when did you get into indie comics because i'm i'm you know a, you're a good friend of mine but uh just to show everybody the listeners out there how like deep blake was into this blake has like correspondence from like jeffrey brown when jeffrey brown was actually making comics and it's like postcards of melon man blake's creation drawn by jeffrey brown so yeah. you obviously went you know into got into indie comics and you're still here when did that switch kind of flip for you um i guess when i was in probably like ninth and or no probably like 10th grade uh, i was getting online more and um i used to go to uh the you know it's the superhero writer brian michael bendis yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like marvel dc guy like he had a message board on the image boards like back when he was still doing like image stuff and i used to post on there and like would hear about a few things and then did a little bit on the uh comics journal like message board like after a little bit after that but yeah then started reading like stuff from 
fan of graphics and drawing quarterly and top shelf was still like really big at the time and you were just like seeing recommendations on the message boards yeah yeah and then yeah found um oh so you were just finding this stuff on the message boards yeah 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 found uh found a lot of stuff to there and that like that because that kind of hit me to to because really top shelf was the one i kind of latched on to before like fan graphics and drawing quarterly like because they uh like yeah like you mentioned jeffrey brown uh really got into him he had like the book uh clumsy yeah yeah um i feel like it was a little bit after that came out when i when i got it and that that was like pretty or jeffrey brown in general was like a huge artist for me because he did a lot of autobio stuff which i did when i was in high school and then james kachalka was doing his daily strip that was really big that, that was, was this shit like, being posted online i don't like this is uh, like oh five oh six when is this yeah, yeah like oh four oh five like around there yeah because um yeah he, he uh, I know James Kachalka, he had that website, uh, the American Elf website that he posted oh, right, to right, right. every day. And, uh, like, I would have, like, folders on my, like, family's computer, like, of the save strips every day and just, like, read them every now and then. But, um, but yeah, like, they were really big. And then there was a guy that worked at the comic shop, uh, Matt Simone, who's also a really great artist. He, like really really hooked me up i just gave i walked in with a piece of copy paper two columns deep to like random books that i just like heard about or kind of like thought i might like he got pretty much every one of them and just like kept it in a stack i would go into the store every like two or three weeks and just like pick out what i wanted that would you know get from there and yeah i mean yeah that was like really Hell big because yeah. it was all like the classic stuff i suppose like all the 90s like you know single creator books like from a ball and yummy fur and all that stuff and loving rockets for sure so before we get off of this message board talk um i want to let the listeners know a personal anecdote tony fleeces is that how you say it Tony Fleeks. Tony Fleece. Tony Fleece, yeah. uh, who is uh, the writer of the uh, hit book Stray Dogs. If you're a speculator, go ahead and flip it on eBay. But uh, tell us your Tony Fleece's story on the air. Uh, yeah. Keep in mind, he's 20 years older than that's why you hear this story, okay? <laughs> Maybe 10. Sorry, Tony. I know you, you follow me on Twitter. Shout out, Tony. Yeah, like, not, Peace and love. not too not too much older, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, I guess he was another guy just new from the Bendis board at that point. Uh, this is like, I mean, MySpace still existed, I guess. So it was like maybe 05. But I posted about like some event in my hometown that I was doing with some friends. And I put my phone number for reference for, the, you know, whoever needed to see it. And then later on, I was like leaving a store and I got a call from a number I didn't recognize. And uh, he was like, hey, it's, <laughs> it's Tony Fleece. I'm not going to be able to make it to the meetup. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> cool. And he lives in a different state completely. Yeah, yeah, right? I, yeah I, I don't really know it's where he lived at the time. Me. But yeah, it was just like some dude that I had like talked to on the computer. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Do you think Tony wanted to groom you? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Jesus. Come on. I'm, I'm sure not. Uh, fine, no, steady gentlemen. Fine, man. Tony, yes. I'm sorry. We yes, are. This yes, is all. Yes. You know, people don't know it, but we are a comedy podcast. <laughs> hey, pe- peace and love. Peace and love. Alleged. <laughs> so your earliest character was Melon Man. Is that right? There was yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that that was uh, one I've one of like the superheroes I used to do stuff about when I was uh, uh, maybe like late middle school, like early high school. And then, yeah, I did those for a while, then kind of stopped and did like more like autobio stuff for a long time and then ended up coming back to it in my late 20s, I guess. 
Hell yeah. So I want to talk about your work ethic because, I mean, it's been kind of a running joke on the show, but you're constantly working. Every time I go to your house, you've got like a stack of new fucking pages. You know, this first issue is not out. You're already on the second issue and it's substantially sized. You know, what the first one's what, 50, 60 something pages? Something big like uh, that? Yeah, like 60, I think. 64. Yeah. So is it therapeutic for you? Is it just habit at this point? Because you're constantly working. I mean, if we're driving somewhere to a show or something, Blake's just in the back seat, quiet, just drawing. Like, the motherfucker's always got a pen, whereas I am trying to avoid that shit as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, I guess at this point, it is it is like a lot of just habit because, um, you know, especially, I mean, I, I usually end up publishing whatever I do, but, like, there are, like, things that I've only, like, post online or something like uh there was a lot of the melon man stuff but um yeah i mean just don't really <clears throat> know what to do with myself otherwise and just like fucking draw something i guess amen to that brother yeah i mean like i'm i'm not good at sports i'm not good at music i can't do that shit i'll play some games every now and then but that's really is bad we're good at rocking baby that's right that, it's true you're like i'm pretty good at like vibing you know like would you have been a pro gamer in another life maybe if i was like 10 years younger okay maybe what yeah. game what game um if they had a com- well uh, I mean, I could do this right now too. But if they had like a competitive Doctor Mario oh. situation, I think I could. Like, I was not expecting. I don't that. know. Okay, you know, I've been. Uh, are you talking about the new Switch version, or are you talking about the classic? Uh, I've been playing the classic one on the Switch. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like the NES like combo pack they have. Yeah, um, yeah. That's basically all I've done with my Switch since I've had it. Well, I do want to talk also here at the trip. Uh, everybody brought comics, and like every, including myself. Um, you know, everybody brought like cool indie stuff. Blake shows up with just badass cape comics, Richard Corbin shit, uh, Punisher books, Batman 500. Literally, I'm not making fun of this. this is just badass shit. So mm. I know that you read a lot of the indie stuff, but is that mm. what you always go back to? Or is that just because you felt like, you know, um, that's what you look at when you draw? Because you don't really draw in that style, you know? But Yeah, I wish. I wish I could draw like John, John Romita Jr. That'd be like a dream come true yeah. uh, but uh but yeah i know i mean i guess specifically for the trip i was trying to get books like together to bring and i picked out a couple like stuff from like breakdown press like lando yeah, and yeah, yeah. Landis, or I, I i can't even pronounce their names but then uh, all the other stuff that i was gonna bring that it's like more like indie type stuff is like a big ass book and I'm, like, I'm not fucking carrying that and the next thing that popped in my head is like light single issues and then what am i going to read it's probably going to be a john romita comic with the punisher you know um for, for context cam brought a fucking library no i brought seven books <laughs> thick ass heavy books no okay all right not true most of them are hardcover <laughs> and everybody's been looking at them hey it's true it's true hey I, I i looked at the dr slump i was i was glad to see <laughs> that yeah no no um, um now, so, um, uh, so this is something that we've been kind of touching on on the, the last couple of things we've recorded so far. What was like a, a, a big takeaway you were hoping to get from the trip? Uh, over, I like, I wanted to get a little bit of work done, and I figured that was like guaranteed just yeah. by like, the, I have like a system, so it's like <clears throat> I can kind of do that anywhere, but. I mean, I think I'm, we've mentioned it a couple of times uh, just amongst ourselves, but like I'm seeing people that I haven't seen for it feels like a long time, but I'm realizing it's like, you know, two years or more. And yeah, just yeah, being yeah, able to real. like see everybody and 
hang out with everybody and see them in person because I talk to a lot of people or you know a few different people here um, online a lot so that's one thing but actually being able to see the person and interact right, with them right. and see what they're doing as well and you know yeah. yeah, posting is not the same. No, yeah, it's just not it's, the same. It's pretty close sometimes, but it's yeah, it's a totally different experience. I had to step away because uh, the owner of the uh, cabin we're in is coming, and I had to hide weed. Oh, true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it happens. It happens. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, um, so we, yeah, yeah. And then, and also too, you know, like yesterday. I think it was yesterday, uh, going on the hike. Like I was kind of with like waffling on that, whether it was going to go. And then also what, why mainly why I ended up going was realizing like, when the fuck am I going to like right. hike anytime soon? Right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I might as well. Does Which, Bowling yeah, Green not have nice like there's, trails and shit? Um, there are a few. Yeah. yeah but okay. There, there's okay. like stuff okay. in town and then Mammoth Cave is only like. That's a name 20, I've heard. 20, 30 yeah, minutes. it's like a national park. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's okay. like a like a massive, massive cave system. Uh, I mean, I, I've been on that tour a few times, you know, That's when I was younger. That's where the green men come out of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've actually got these really cool, like, uh, glass-bottom boats, and because it's so dark and the fish don't get sun, they're transparent in the cave. There's this, like, rare species of fish where you could just, like, see their bones and their organs through their skin. It's really Creepy weird. little guys. But that's the like part of the tour that I remember. An average cartoonist. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I did bring a lot of sunscreen just in case. I, I brought sunscreen and bug spray, and not had to use either. That's yeah, true. That's we true. Didn't, I, that the I mean, I know listeners are really interested in this. Yeah, the, the trail yeah, that we hit uh, was very shaded. I was surprised, yes, so we yes, didn't have to yes. really worry about sun no, or no, shit no, like no, that. No. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was pretty chill. There's a lot of parts that I like got to and was just walking across. Like the there was a little somebody called it a halo bridge last night. There was just like the little like plots of rock yeah, that we were walking yeah, on. Like yeah, yeah. halfway through I realized there wasn't it was just like open space on the other side. I was like, Oh shit, never mind. Let me yeah. like kind of nah. lean back over. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool. Yeah. Going back to your work yeah. and sort of your influences versus the stuff you're putting out. Mm. So you, obviously we talked about this a lot and you mentioned it here a minute ago. You know, there are like big names from the big two that we look at and we're like, damn, I wish I could draw that way. But we want to, like you specifically are interested in telling genre stories, mm. you know, like that particular brand of fiction. So how did you kind of adjust your approach and your style in order to do those stories without maybe not being a John Romita Jr. or, you know, not being a Jim Lee or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I know because, like, I guess, you know, all of the the stuff I do is, like, pretty, you know, stylized and cartoony. Like, I'm not, like, I don't have a great handle on, like, realistic anatomy and stuff like that. So everything's going to, like, no matter what I do, it's going to look a certain kind of way. But, like, I look at a John Romita Jr. to, like, kind of ground that stuff for what I can do or what I well and maybe what's even like a little bit beyond my grasp but like stuff like that kind of like helps me be like okay I can kind of like approximate something like this like doing a like action adventure you know type thing where there's like explosions and gunfights and you know which is like really nerve-wracking when it's all just like kind of smaller scale stuff I've done in the past but um because that was one of the other books I brought was uh the Keith Gibbon Trencher. Yeah. Where, like, you know, this, like, mainstream guy, basically, or, like, you know, to some degree, like, he's he's always done stuff, but, like, this is, like, you know, insane scribblings almost made into, like, compositions, and, like, it's, yeah, like, it's so crazy, but that's the kind of stuff I like to look at to kind of, like, take what I need from it 
still the unknowing obviously that i can't like just do a copy of that uh yeah no i wanted to talk more about specifically your style and approach and kind of how you over the years have adapted it to sort of fit within this visual language that you're trying to communicate that's still heavily influenced by you know genre comics and big two comics and cape comics but is still completely different from that too at the same time because it is i mean I, I look at your work and it is so different from everything else that's out there both in genre fiction and in just like general fiction you know it has the aesthetic of small press fiction mm. but it's not small press fiction in terms of like the types of things that you're doing in those yeah. stories yeah. you know and yeah i mean i know because like and I, I guess like i really just keep thinking about like just like how like well, everything, like I said a minute ago, like how my, I guess, perceived abilities are like, kind of like the limit. Because like before I started drawing the uh, uh, even logo, or I guess, like which that's a little bit more cartoony than like Sicko Hunter, I suppose, still to a degree. But I wasn't trying to be like super like true to life with it. So it was like, okay, this would be kind of wacky. But then doing Sicko Hunter, it was like, okay, I need to kind of like figure out how, you know, a guy looks when he's holding the gun and it not look like he's holding like a cell phone or a sandwich or you know like whatever it would be yeah 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 and that, that's where like a john ramita jr comic comes in handy because like you know motherfuckers holding a lot of guns and, like you know <laughs> yeah. um that man stay strapped yeah 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 funny story about guns the first night we were here uh we did an exercise where uh everybody that was on the retreat we did jam comics where everybody got a piece of paper and uh you know we got 45 seconds or whatever to draw our panel then we had to pass it and um, the big takeaway after all the comics were complete is that there were a lot of guns involved. <laughs> and I think it's because we're all here. <laughs> it was it was shocking. Like, because uh, like my story, like, yeah, the one it was like, yeah, we were doing six panels and passing or, you know, one panel uh, out of the six panel grid. And the one I started out with, like, it was like, OK, it was like this little round guy. And he was just like walking through the forest, really chill. But I did draw a little thing in the background where it could have been like a predator or, you know, whatever with no intention of it being that bad and i think by the sixth panel in that one he shoots himself in the head yeah 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 yeah. i was like awesome all right cool and i in mine i drew a barn because i was trying to shout out evan salazar so i was uh, i drew a barn like rodeo comics and then the story ended up turning into a um girl watching the barn from the forest and a guy getting shot in the head and it was her father <laughs> yeah 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 so, that was a, yeah that was a good one real sickos on this trip yeah yeah don't believe hey. the uh the pc mindset these people put out okay there's some real sickos here truly deranged minds toxic yeah. cabin i tell uh, you yeah yep. i agree yep yep toxing hills to- <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, we're, i'm gonna workshop that one yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. you got it well, well yeah get back to you we'll come back yeah <laughs> well no but that is one thing i think jb hit the nail on the head with the uh genre comics but also having very indie comic sensibility um you know and i think one thing that is great about your work is it always looks like the same artist that's one thing you have down the way you draw yeah. bodies the way you draw figures like i can always tell that's a blake sims drawing when did you i mean for as long as i feel like i've known you you've been drawing in this similar style when do you feel like you really got a grasp on that after because when i was in high school i was looking at you know like james kachalka and jeffrey brown and everything looked like them yeah, I get a strong. I mean, I never even thought about that, but I do get a lot of Jeffy Brown vibes. Yeah, it's funny that I never, I like, never thought that. I mean, now. especially the stuff I did, like you know, when I was right out of high school, like that's like straight up just like Jeffy Brown, like a lot of cross hatching, and you know, like yeah, but yeah, a lot of that. But then I'd say like because I, I ended up going 
to, to college Bowling Green and was in the art department and did all that. So like, I feel like after I got out of school, I was able to kind of, uh, sort of take some stuff I learned in there, but not really. And then I feel like that kind of compounded on what I was doing already and that, and then kind of tried to refine it from there the best I could. What'd you uh, major in at WKU? I know there's no <laughs> comics course, so it was art, but printmaking. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 It's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so um, I do want to get back into comics, but Blake's a special guest, so uh, let's talk dudes rock movies. What's the most dudes rock Ooh, movie you've seen dudes recently? Dudes rock movies. Well, I think it got mentioned a couple times in the night, but uh, Heat is a is a great is a classic dudes rock situation because Pacino's rocking, De Niro's rocking, Val Kilmer's rocking. Yeah, shout out Val Kilmer. Get well soon, Ken. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's true. Yeah, I just heard about that this weekend. Very sad. Big ups, my man. He rocks in that movie. Another dude's rock classic. Speed. Speed. I don't really think of that as a dude's rock movie specifically. Because of Sandra Bullock? No, because of Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I well, do, I do uh, not get the dude's rock vibe from him. John Wick is for sure dude's rock. That's I'm true, sorry. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I that's late watch, stage Keanu Reeves. I was watching, or <clears throat> I was talking to, to Nate this morning about the two uh, Raid movies, like Raid Redemption and oh, Berengal or whatever yeah. it's called. Those movies are 1,000% dudes yes. rock because yes. uh, yes. those dudes are fucking rocking. They're kicking ass. They're shooting people, stabbing people, throwing them out windows, down over ledges. Yeah. The great. Rock The Rock is another dudes rock movie with Sean Connery. It's oh, 100%. Dudes rock. Yes, yes. And his, uh, what was that other movie he did with um, Face Off? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I think somebody else mentioned that this weekend. Ramon, Nick Cage is awesome. Fuck off, bro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Emil Let's, Hardy. You know what? Fuck Ramon. He's going to listen. Let's talk good Nick Cage movies. Yeah. Okay. Good Nick Cage. Bad Lieutenant. Portico, New Orleans. Yes. For the listeners out there, Ramon doesn't like Nick Cage because he says he has a weird shaped skull. And also, mm-hmm. just to give you a little bit of insight into our group chat, mm-hmm. mere minutes later, he was championing Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. A and man's- for the record, Ramon has a very normal looking skull, just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I had to find a picture of Emil Hirsch to remember who Emil Hirsch was. I know that name, but I've forgotten every movie because I think they were talking about him being in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No memory of that. He's yeah, he was in that. Now, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. like it's who like was he in what? the movie? I don't. Who knows? Okay, yeah. nobody, nobody yeah. knows. Nobody knows. He was in Lords of Dogtown for sure. That's the only thing I for sure know yeah, him from. I don't know, but. Enough about this this yeah, clown. Who cares about this clown? Yeah. This clown. Top three Nick Cage flicks. Ooh, okay. okay. I already got him. Go. Okay. Face Off is going to be one of them for sure. Ooh. Um. There was that one. Uh, what was the one you mentioned? Uh, Bad Lieutenant. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's that's definitely yeah. That's another one. And then I'm trying to think of a wild card. <laughs> this is not a great one, but the the one he did with Julianne Moore, where he could see the future, like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the most useless power. It's it's pretty rocking. There's a part where a bus is like flipping and he has seen the future. So he knows to stand right in this one spot while the bus like rolls over him. It's Hell pretty yeah. tight. It's pretty tight. He prevents a nuclear bomb from going off, I think. He's um, done that a lot. I yeah. Think. You know, well, you just do that sometimes. And National Treasure. No shout outs to National Treasure. <laughs> hey, those are, those are those pretty are fun. Good. Yeah. My top three Nick Cage flicks. Gone in 60 seconds. That's a good one, too. But in no specific order, I'm going Raising Arizona. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. Wild yes. at Heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Face Off. Okay. All right. All right. Yes. Uh, mine is Wild at Heart, mm-hmm. Vampire's Kiss, and Mandy. Ooh. 
Oh, okay. I actually never saw Mandy, but I heard good things. Mandy's fun. Mandy's yeah, good. it's, yeah, it's got like some it. cool shit in it. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, Panos Cosmo Cosmatos haters out there now. Mm. They're just like, oh, that's for like hipsters and like you know, it's got like tigers in it and shit, and it's boring. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, that honestly sounds sick as fuck. To I me. mean, it had that part where he was like freaking out in the car, covered in blood, and I was like, hey, this is a cool movie. Yeah, yeah, no, Mandy genuinely rocks. Mm-hmm. It's a horror thing, right? It's like a horror action. Honestly, it's more of like a contemporary barbarian movie. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah true. So yeah, you have like an axe. That, yeah, he makes an axe. Yeah, yeah, that's tight. Yeah, yeah, great movie, great movie. Hell yeah. So, uh, what are you uh, planning on working on once you have issue two of Sicko Hunter out of the? <laughs> Part of me is, you know, I, when I initially like started doing all this, I drew like the fake cover for the Pizzagate story. Yes, that I would be like this. an actual yes. Punisher thing, but you know, morphed into all this stuff. And I'm thinking about just doing the Pizzagate story to like have these three and then just be done with all that the trilogy like, right yeah, yeah like for i don't know but we'll, we'll see if i end up like going through with that but i know like i've got plans for like other like lower stories and like there's an issue with that that i could probably you know kind of finish up here like relatively soon and like put out but yeah we loved logor i know cam champions that book like anytime he gets a chance to and, oh yeah and it's a it's a great book well, for thank sure you, thank you uh yeah i was really happy with that because that was one i this, some of the story, well, a couple of the stories in that were ones that I did probably like 10 years ago okay. um, in like some form. But yeah, I was, I was really happy with the way all that turned out. And, you know, like I said, I have the second one that I've been working on. And I've got some ideas for other stuff for the character, but it's kind of whenever I get to it type situation. Yeah. And with the Sicko Hunter, so if you do a trilogy, would you ever want to release that as like a soft cover book, just collecting them all together? Yeah, because like the first one ended up being longer than i thought it was going to be and it was like 60 pages and then the second one that i haven't really finished yet but if it goes on track for the rest of it is going to be probably like 90 some odd pages oh shit okay okay and that's also like way more than i expected it to be but so then the third one might be like 120 or 140 <laughs> god i don't know <laughs> yeah, uh, all of pizza gate so yeah probably so well yeah it's just like man i because I, like the fake punisher stories this all started with was seven pages so i like i kind of morphed seven pages into 64 pages and you know i don't know but yeah i think it would be kind of cool to have like a nice like thicker book of like you know those three stories like all kind of put together um so yeah maybe one day one day yeah if there's any small press publishers out there hearing this hey if you want to publish hit the, blake up because this shit is very good and the, very very funny yeah yeah we've been endorsing blake since day one and we want to get this man paid um get him some money so please put all three of these out i mean he's already a book ahead so you know he's good for it he's good for it but yeah um, for real you yeah. can get a deal right now and wouldn't matter. Like, got all the work done, pretty much. I do. Uh, you did have a deal with the publisher. Did that end up? Did you end up putting up the fourth issue of Retro Slam Jam? Uh, do you want to talk about this or no? No, we. I mean, uh, it never did, it ended up happening. Um, I think there was a plan to a little bit after, like a little bit of time had passed, and then a lot of time passed, and here we are today. And it's just like kind of you know, bum, 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 bum. but yeah. you know, I well, I you know, because I I saw those. You know, because we he published Arena published three issues of that, and I saw him before I came up here, and I haven't looked at him in a while. And uh, you know, 
it's okay. <laughs> like, they're not, like, anything too crazy. So, I'm just like, yeah, I can kind of let that be you know, over there. Which, like, I still sort of think about doing wrestling comics again sometimes. But it's a lot of work. Um, it is. To, and to do and that. Daniel DWJ, mm-hmm. he texted me some images uh, some pages for this new creator-owned book that he's been working on. That's a wrestling book. I thought I saw him post something the other day that kind of like looked like it might be. Uh, which that's which like why would I want to? Yeah, do that no, now? I saw that. Like, I was like, oh, I'm just never doing <laughs> yeah, wrestling yeah, again. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> what's the um, fucking point of that? Right. Yeah, because yeah, like with the with the the one I was doing, I really wanted to, to make it. You know, one issue is one episode of their television show. Yeah, yeah. And so that means like four or five matches, like promo stuff. And I started like trying to plan them ahead. And it's just like, I got to come up with like all this, these matches that are got to be different and, you know, promos as well. And it's like, no, I don't want to really do this that long. Like, that's a ton of work. Right. There's a lot of like very subtle things that you don't really think about until you actually start drawing that shit yeah. on the page. Well, just, just like, you know, God realizing damn. that, you know, you, okay, like, because I had like a roster of characters that I, you know, made up that are like some based on real people and yeah. some just like kind of, you know, stereotypes, I guess, of, of wrestler types. But then it's like, okay, these guys would have different move sets and stuff like they can't all just do a body slam and a, you know a ddt it's like oh this guy's got to be like a submission guy or like right a high flyer and it's just like fuck okay you know and then don't forget to draw the ref yeah yeah oh yeah don't yeah fucking and forget. a ref exists it's not a, yeah it's not yeah. a like old video game where there's just like right invisible so yeah it's like yeah i gotta add that in i gotta draw the ropes in the crowd and yeah i do want to change gears up a little bit because you're traditionally working in printed medium as far as the way you release your comics intend for them to be read you did recently do it was a work for hire project but you recently did do like a digital scroll comic called gonad i want to say was there two volumes or Um, two issues something like that yeah we did it initially i think we posted the four out of six parts that's like gonna be like the actual book i guess uh, eventually and yeah like it was uh uh, this guy, uh, Jeff Brandt, who I've known, he's another guy I met on the Brian Michael Bendis board years and years ago. I've done like random stuff for over the years. But yeah, he wrote that. And, uh, but we ended up posting on that website, Webtoons, which I, I hadn't really heard of, which like there's a lot of stuff on there, but it's just not like stuff I'm really like plugged into. So I, it's kind of always escaped me. Oh, yeah, but, I, used to, I used to see them promote a lot at C2. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Which I mean, looking at the numbers on the stuff that's like popular on there, like there's a lot of people reading stuff on there, like a lot, a lot, a lot of people, um, which was very surprising. But, uh, but yeah. Um, oh, shit. What did you ask about that? Well, yeah. like, you know, just <laughs> did you like jumping from traditional digital? Because I remember, you oh, know, just yes. kind of some inside baseball here. I remember you like, I remember originally, didn't you like fuck up the formatting early on and had to oh, yeah. trim some stuff? Like, big time. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I, I completely forgot this where I was going. Um, because, yeah. So, webtoons is kind of formatted as like the comic page is like an infinite scroll but they're released in parts you know but you're like scrolling down the whole time you're not really like reading you know left to right or whatever so yeah i drew i got the script and was like drawing the pages and then just drew them as pages like you know like two or three tier pages or whatever it was and then tried to like put it on there and it made zero sense whatsoever because you know you don't have the room to like you know read it 
sideways. Uh, so yeah, I ended up having to like redraw a few parts and then kind of squeeze in the other parts that didn't like quite fit. But after like the second one, I was like, okay, I kind of got it. But it's still like a really foreign way to like put a comic together for me. You just because I'm so unaccustomed to reading them online to like have to be like, okay, you know, you're looking at this on a computer. But then the funny thing was like, you know, we're planning on making a book out of it eventually. So I ended up having to reformat them back into comic pages. Goddamn. Later yeah. <laughs> on, which like was also kind of interesting process in itself to like, okay, I've got this room and like, cause that was one of the first times I ever did lettering like separately. Like I would do more like an old Marvel method, I suppose, for that. Where like he sent me a script that had dialogue. But he would do final dialogue after I sent him the actual pages themselves. So I was doing that for the first time. So it was, yeah, a lot of like a big learning experience uh, for sure. What's your favorite font from defont.com? Oh, man. Uh, well, I hand letter <laughs> my, my things because like, you know, I might not be a pro, but at heart, I'm an old school pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to the old school pros out there. Love y'all. But, um, you know, who doesn't love a good, um, uh, the ones with all the lines through it, uh, the Blade Runner looking type thing. Those are fun. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. In all seriousness, though, comparing your experience with making the web comic versus traditional, you know, comic making and working on, you know, a designated surface area that's going to be a whole page viewed as a whole. Do you think, you know, this was a project you were asked to do from a writer. Do you think that you would ever go back to this digital scroll format on your own if you're making your own shit? um i feel like if i had something i thought would fit it like because i feel like it's got to be like fast paced like kind of um a wrestling comic honestly like i mean if i were to ever do another wrestling comic i I feel like that would be a good format to like have because i feel like you'd have more focus on like individual like beats of the action in like a scroll type situation but end of the day like i'm drawing them on paper with a book in mind so like that'll probably be the the lane i'll i'll stick in hell yeah so let's talk a little wrestling i mean retro yeah, slam yeah. jam was your uh wrestling comic uh there were three issues out and i want to say tons of spin-offs and many comics before that before it became like a yeah, designated before, series yeah yeah the earliest work i had from you was wrestling comics we would go to wrestling shows and you Yo, would bring yeah. me a new screw job issue which was from hidden fortress press which yeah. actually jb was in you know tons of friends yeah. of the shows have done it mm-hmm. what was your experience like with screw job and you know that was a pretty cool anthology that was going for a while there yeah yeah i guess there were four issues altogether and yeah i ended up having stories in each of those which is like huge for me at the time because it was really like 2012 or 13 maybe like somewhere, right, yeah. Yeah, somewhere around there it was uh actually um <laughs> you fall asleep no I'm no. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah uh screw job it was uh it was actually pat uh, i'm gonna mispronounce alicio alicio yes yeah. uh i knew i was gonna mispronounce it he recommended me to Paul uh, Lyons that was putting it all together because I think I'd been posting like random like wrestling drawings that I'd done on like Instagram or whatever. And yeah, so yeah, he, I submitted a story for the first one. And then when he did the, you know, following ones, uh, ended up like, you know, getting with me to pitch again. So yeah, but that was like the first, well, well I mean, I'd had other, other things like published, but like I consider that to be like the first real thing that I had like published by someone else. 
Hell yeah. Are you watching a lot right now? We don't we don't really talk to we talk about wrestling, like consuming it through Twitter and send shit, but are you watching any of the current shit or trying uh, to? Not as much. Like I got one of those fucking peacock accounts to watch WrestleMania, but before then I, I didn't have a any it's like subscription anywhere for the better part of last year like because I'm, I'm mostly just listening to podcasts and that's kind of how i can that and like you said twitter like is how i consume most of it right right yeah it's easier to just like not pay attention to the whole fucking long ass program yeah. thing of it for sure it's like i don't know if i want to watch three hours of raw right week. no absolutely is there anything exciting going on to you right now that has your attention um i mean punk coming back and aw definitely like because there's like for sure, a part of it was like, no, he's not coming back. Right, like, yeah, yeah. No, nah, there's no way. But, uh, you know, Punk coming. If Daniel Bryan shows up, what, Sunday? Sunday night. I will lose my mind. Yeah, that's same my, here. That's my man. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, like, well, I mean, like with New Japan, I haven't, wa- I haven't really kept up with them since Wrestle Kingdom last year. Same. I kind of fell um, off. The G1 like, was kind of weak. You mm-hmm. know, and like, and then I see like Shingo won the belt and I'm like, that's all I ever wanted, but then right. I'm still not watching it just cause I don't know. I've just got out of the habit of, uh, I've actually like sitting down and watching a three and a half hour Cork and Hall show or something yeah. like, you know, with the, it's a lot of investment, especially their fucking weird time zone shit. I mean, I don't have to watch it live. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. You got anything? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Any wrestling stuff? <laughs> what are you What are you liking about wrestling, JP? I like the part where they fight <laughs> and then they hit each other real hard, and then and then sometimes the guy bleeds. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Now I haven't really been watching a whole lot of wrestling other than like NXT when I work out, but that's always kind of been there. So yeah, I caught their 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 last show was the first one I've watched in at least six months, probably. Uh, which yeah, that's that Walter and uh, Ilya Dragunov yeah, match that match was, was fucking super tight. so good. Yeah, like, all they're all gonna be fired in like three months. Yeah, hundred percent. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. That match was probably the best WWE match I've seen in like five or six years. Easy. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I'd be I'd be hard pressed to really think anything like. Yeah, <laughs> they had a really good one last year, but Walter won. Oh uh, um, yeah, yeah, NXT yeah. That, that was really, really good, fucking yeah. awesome. Just like watching him smack the shit out of dudes and just let Walter go into the G one. Yeah, yeah, he needs to not be in WWE. Yeah. No, like they're 100%. never going to call him up. What are they going to do with him if he does get called? Yeah, up, you well, know, like, he doesn't want to move from Europe. Uh, it's what I'd always heard that like he's just like yeah, I'm going to chill over here and you know you guys do whatever. Yeah, it's sick. Hell yeah, man. Principles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to live it. He doesn't want to live in fucking, what, Tampa or Orlando or whatever. Yeah, like, I don't blame Jacksonville. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. That. No thanks. Fuck no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, obviously, we didn't take listener questions since we're in Hawking Hills right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, instead, uh, we're just going to waste a couple of extra time. No. We're going to uh, not do questions this time. So, instead, uh, Blake... What's like your ideal comic related future? Like, what would you love to see happen? Money. Um, well, yeah, I mean, duh. Money's <laughs> nice. Money's nice. Um, you know, I I've never really conceived of a one hundred percent comics life. I guess. Yeah. I kind of come to ter- I, I came to terms with the fact that I would probably have some sort of day job for like the foreseeable future, and I'm not really too like that doesn't bother me at all really because like it's kind of nice man. well you know hey man you know like 
you know, I do what I can. But, you know, and I kind of like having, like, because it's, it's been pretty weird, like, up here this week. Yeah. Not having to, like, go to work at 8 o'clock and be there till 4.30 or 5. Me and Cameron like, you mean a- a- any other day? Yeah. Last two years? <laughs> Every other day the past 18 months. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, because, like, we never did close down during the pandemic. So, like, all last yeah. year just worked. And, but, but yeah, so, like, I, I'm there for those hours during the day. I come home. I do whatever I need to do. And then I sit down and draw my my little pictures and have have you know but they're great little pictures time. well thank you Alex. don't you be know, derogatory towards your pictures they're good but yeah but having that you know okay so ideal uh maybe i'm working a part-time job in drawing comics the other that's time. your dream that's your ideal dream i mean in a chill part-time yeah. job would be cool like, yeah, like if you, you could know. work at a bookstore walk dog something chill my, Just man, something my man is not asking for much here folks <laughs> and on. i'm not you know no not really because like he's I, the bruce springsteen of comics <laughs> really, i mean really blake is for real um because like i don't need much like you know just to, i'm trying to chill i'm trying to watch my my little shows that i like to watch and listen to my little podcasts uh drama comics chill my boys every now and then and um yeah, that's all you can ask for that'd be that you know yeah. like not trying to get too wild too like uh but man. you know if somebody were to throw me a lot of money and let me do this yeah full time well speaking sure. of which uh where can people find you online if they um, wanted to do so i think twitter and instagram are both blake r sims all one word and i think i got that locked down pretty well most important places so what's your checking account number um i will post that in the comments all right cool cool yes awesome well blake we're gonna have to have you back on for a bonus hell yeah we also need to get you a mic because this is is true this interview only happened because we are in person for the first time in a while my 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 conditional demands were that i needed a peck on the cheek from each of the gutter boys in person (laughs) before i could grant an interview and i've got it multiple times now yes sir over the past few days but it's not gay not that there's anything wrong with no it. it's not gay and it's, that's okay it's dudes rock it's <laughs> kisses from my homies For, like, little forehead kisses from my homies yeah that's right before each bed each night yeah gone in there tucked them in yeah and sent them on their way to, to dreamland there you go it's been beautiful <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get you a mic, yeah, something to hook up to your laptop or something, so you can actually do I will, this again. I will have to get one. Uh, yeah, Blake yeah. will be a recurring host. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dylan was for a little bit, so yeah. I mean, we might as well fold Blake into it. <laughs> Dylan, yeah. hey, Evan, Dylan, Evan, Evan had a little stint for a couple weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Dylan's pinch hitter, man. Like you got, you just gotta, you gotta bring him out sometimes. But you're you're the smoke that they save for the ninth <laughs> inning. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know, hey, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, the yes, sir. That's right. Uh, a, a Kenny Powers type. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which is me. You know, yes. that's that's me all around. Yes. Uh, awesome. Well, Blake, it was really good talking to you. Oh, yeah, uh, great talking to you, boys. We will be seeing you uh, after this because we're not going anywhere. Literally, right when we yeah, hit stop recording, we'll be seeing. We're still doing peace. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All <laughs> peace right, and I, love. <laughs> nothing but peace and love, and stay gutter.